In today's show, we look ahead to Monday. There are 11 games on, what we're watching for, injury updates, streaming options, and Mr. Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble on TikTok at RedRock underscore Beeble on Instagram at LockedOnFantasyBasketball. Today's episode is brought to you by PrizePix. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code LOCKEDON. That's prizepix.com, and the promo code is LOCKEDON. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. With 11 games on, streaming might be tough, but some of you will have that ability. So we're going to go through options. We're going to look at statuses and interesting things that we're watching for across all of these games. Orny. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> all right. Suns and Knicks, reminder, it's an early game. I guess it's New Year's Day holiday over there, but this is a 3 p.m. Is it? 3 p.m., yes. 3 p.m. Eastern start time. So get your lineup sorted, especially weekly leagues. You've got to get it done early. This will trip you up. I cannot stress this enough. This will trip you up. Get your lineups sorted. There is an early Monday game. Especially those of us in Australia, this starts at 7 a.m. All right, this game starts at 7 a.m. You need your lineup set before 7 a.m. And obviously in the States, it's 3 p.m. Get it done. It's a pick at the moment, but we've got some interesting injury updates. We know that Rowan Barrett's out, Devin Booker's out, Cam Johnson's out, although his return is coming soon, it looks like. Obert Toppin is out. But Cameron Payne and Landry Shamit are both expected to play. And they are going to fill a huge, huge hole Giggity. that is left by Devin Booker's absence. Because Akogi and Landale and Washington, they're not feeling it. One of these guys is. Brunson is questionable for the Knicks, and that's interesting. So I do believe that Shamit's worth an ad. I have not huge confidence in him being a consistent every night performer. He's missed like two games. Payne's missed about four weeks. So I think Shamit should be able to come in and play 30 minutes straight away. And we saw the last time we saw him was Christmas, and he just jack shots. And he took 17 threes in that game. Like, he just jack shots. They just gave him every opportunity to shoot. And when your value is tied to points and threes, that's pretty good. So I really do think that Shamit's worth an ad. Payne, maybe, but less so. I also want to watch DeAndre Ayton here, because last time we saw him, he was terrible. He has been inconsistent. Although he was putting together some strong performances, we just want to see consistent aggression for him. And I just, I fear we're never going to see it. On the Knicks side of things, it's Emmanuel quickly. Barrett's out, so we still roll with him. His value does rise if Brunson remains out, but we don't know that at this point. I also want to watch Julius Randle, the double royal. If I can, I can't even find the thing. There it is. Because with Barrett and Brunson out, this guy's rolling. Big usage, shooting percentages are up. He's triple whammying, triple whammying it. More assists, more usage, high minutes, and good efficiency. That's pushing him to be a top 20 player. I don't think that's going to stick. Top 50 possible. All right, it's a real sell-high moment, and 
every game that he plays, there's a risk that he goes out and has 20 points on 24 shots and goes 5 of 11 from the line and just destroys teams. And people go, well, I don't want that on my team. But he's cracking at the moment. So it's worth having a look at. Um, yeah, but the, the big thing to me in this one is the return of Shamit and Payne and what that does to the rotation. Pelican Sixers. Ingram, I don't expect to play. I don't have an official announcement on Brandon Ingram's status, but I, I don't expect that he plays this one. They play again Wednesday and Friday, I th- and they've got a Friday-Saturday back-to-back. I would expect that Ingram is back for one of those Friday-Saturdays, but honestly, who knows? We're just getting no information on this toe injury, and it's frustrating. Uh, Larry Nance is questionable. I think there's a chance he returns either Monday or Wednesday. On the Pelicans, last game we saw Herb Jones return, Getty steals. While Ingram is out and while Nance is out, his value does improve. But on a healthy team, I don't see Jones as a 12-team league guy, um, especially not in points leagues. But he can be a defensive stats streamer. Let's see if he proves me wrong. Well, Jackson Hayes, out of the rotation, but of late, he's played six straight games, solid minutes. It is helpful that Ingram and Nance are out. But what I want to see, does Nance stick in the rotation even if Nance is back? I don't think he does, but I want to see because he's been productive. Um, on the Sixers side of things, they were last game without Tyrese Maxey and Jim Harden and PJ Tucker, and they're all back. So Maxey will be on a minutes limit. I've got no doubt about that with Tangles, but we want to see how he looks. We want to see what that means for De'Anthony Melton. Someone, again, really cautious with De'Anthony Melton. Someone asked me today. I didn't get a chance to answer it answer because it, I saw it in a chat in um, one of the premieres. I said, hey, do I drop De'Anthony Melton in a 14-team points league? Like, absolutely not. No way do you drop DeAnthony Melton. Like even when Max is playing 32 minutes, that's when we look at it and go, all right, maybe. But we're nowhere near that yet. So do not preemptively drop DeAnthony Melton. No drops. No dropsies. Do not drop him. Do not preemptively drop DeAnthony Melton. Be prepared for a low output from Maxi. Be prepared for fluctuating performances from Melton, which thanks to um Old mate Keith Parrish of Fast Break Breakfast, and he's on The Athletic now. Shout out to you, Keith. Um, t- uh, tweeted out that De'Anthony Melton had back-to-back Richie Benos. Two for two, two, two. Which I don't think it had ever been done before. So let's watch the Maxi Melton. We know Milton's going to drop off, so forget that. But Maxi and Milton, uh, Maxi and De'Anthony Melton, sorry. Even I got myself confused there. Um, and how they look in this game. Next one is the Lakers and the Hornets. The Hornets. Are, there's a couple of weird spreads for today, or this, this day, sorry, for Monday. Hornets are one-point favorites. We know that AD is out, and from what Steve Clifford says, it sounds like Kelly Oubre will be out as well. Cody Martin remains out, but we don't know about Dennis Smith, who's got one of the longest ankle sprains in the history of the world. With him out, it's basically just a straight swap for Teo Maladon into those minutes. Um, Lonnie Walker has missed games there for the Lakers. Hello. Got him listed as questionable for this one. He has missed, or he missed the game on Friday. Um, whether he slots back in as a starter, I don't know. But in his absence, they play more minutes for Troy Brown. And that's sort of one I want to watch for the Lakers because Brown's minutes have been up 20-plus in the last two. He sort of had faded out a little bit. Then he went 18-17, 21-25. Now, he's not a 10 or 12 um, or probably even 14-team league guy. But he's had a couple of games of hitting three or four triples. And that has appeal for those deeper formats, especially if Lonnie is going to be out. I also want to watch Pat Beverly, whose minutes are up as well. He plays 30 a night at the moment. He looks better than Dennis Schroeder out there. He looks better than Lonnie Walker out there. He's a fringe 12-team league player. He's not a must-roster player at all. But in a 14-team league, yeah, like he should be rostered. And he is available in a lot of spots, Pat. For the Charlotte Hornets. Oh, hi, Mark. Will Mark Williams maintain the backup center role? You know that I'm in on him as a nice long-term stash here. And I hope that he's able to maintain that role over Big Dick Nick Richards. 
I hope that he's able to start over Mason Plumley, but let's not get ahead of ourselves. What I want to see with um, Williams, he played. he's played four games in the last week, 16, 18, 21, 15 minutes. So he's probably going to sit around that 18, 17 minute mark. Is that enough to be a 12-team viable player or at least like the 150th best player, which gives him luxury stash designation? Let's watch the role and the production. And with Ubre likely out, Jalen McDaniels does push up and does become useful enough to become a stream option. I don't think he's going to do enough to maintain a role over Ubre. I would play him over Ubre, but I don't think there's any chance that that's going to happen. But let's see if he's able to make the most of this increased opportunity that he is likely to get. Today's episode is brought to you by Price Picks. Price Picks is daily fantasy, but it's not the traditional daily fantasy. It's player projections. They go out there and say, Kelly Ubre, over or under more or less 25 missed shots. And you go, well, of course it's over. It's Kelly Ubre. He's going to take as many shots as possible in, in, in an attempt to lose a game. And you can go and have a look at that, and you can put that into your entry. And then you can go LaMelo Ball over, under of uh, six and a half assists. And you go, I'll take more than six and a half assists and put that into my lineup. And you can do between two to six of those individual player projections, put them into your entry and win up to 25 times your entry feedback. You can do that in under 60 seconds. You can also do it in over 30 US states and in Canada. And you can do it for other sports apart from the NBA. We've got uh, Monday Night Football for the NFL. We've got Week 18 in the NFL. We've got playoffs. We've got college football playoff final between TCU and Georgia coming up next week. You've got women's basketball. You've got college basketball. You've got PGA, MMA, boxing, NASCAR, cricket, and disc golf. So download the Price Picks app or go to pricepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you put in $100, they give you $100. If you put in 50, they give you 50. So don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Let's um, do the next one. It is the Raptors and the Pacers. The Pacers are three point favorites over the Raptors. Imagine thinking that even a couple of weeks ago. For Toronto, Otto Porter, at this point, we can't ever trust Otto Porter to play. Like, there's just something with this guy all the time. His lower body is a mess. And this time it's a toe, and then it was a hamstring, and then it's a back, and then it's a knee, and then it's a foot, and then it's an ankle. It's always something. All right, he's out. Enough for that. Daniel Tice out. Kendall Brown out. We don't know about Friedel's Van Vliet, who's missed the last two with back issues. And Precious Achua was upgraded about two games ago to doubtful and still hasn't returned. His return is really interesting because what do they do then with Boucher, who was out of the rotation and then played 20 minutes two games in a row? What do they do with Thad Young? What do they do with Juancho Hoon and Gomez? What do they do with Christian Coloco? Hernan Gomez looks like he's on the way out of the rotation. I do also want to watch Gary Trent, who played 20 minutes against the Cavs and then has gone 30, 32, 39 in those games, especially with Van Vliet out. And they need that scoring and shooting because they don't have anyone who can do it. So his role, if both Van Vliet and Achua come back, is something to watch because they might end up starting Achua and putting Trent on the bench. They started Trent last game, but they hadn't been. So watching his role, he is a 12-team league guy for now and he's getting better, but he might not stay there. And then also Boucher, like... If Achua is back, does Boucher play? He was out of the rotation. Do they prefer him or Young or Hernan Gomez or Coloco? There's just too many guys there for him to really even be a 12-team league player, but we, we want to see that role. For the Pacers, Aaron Neesmith is going to be a starter, I'm guessing. He's going to be a 28-minute-a-night player. The last two games for him have been really strong, but they came on really, really high-level shooting. Is that something that's real? He played 34 minutes last game. Can that stick? He probably is worth a 12-team team look, and we'll talk about that more later on. Um, and seeing where this goes. Because it is interesting development. Never in a million years would I thought Pacers starting power forward would be a shooting guard from Boston who wasn't an NBA player. But there we are. Just as I'm recording this at 5 p.m. Eastern on Sunday, 
Larry Nance just got announced out and so did Brandon. We didn't think Ingram would play, but Nance is out as well. So that really does boost that Jackson Hayes uh, deeper league stream value that we thought, talked about earlier on. Bulls and Cavs. No spread out for this game at the moment. Um, on the Cleveland side of things, last game, Mobley and Garland both missed. Mobley is questionable for this one, but Darius Garland is doubtful with that thumb injury. Lonzo Ball is out. Dean Wade is out. Ricky Rubio is out. And Dylan Windler is out. For the Bulls, Goran Dragic missed last game for rest, but he'll return. So I want to watch Aya Desumu and then the associated point guards. Desumu, Caruso, White, and Dragic. There's four of them. How do the minutes look? Desumu played 34 minutes last game. Caruso, 25, and White, 21. Add Dragic's 15 in there, and does DeSumo go back to 25 minutes that he played the game before? He was pretty good in that game against Cleveland on Saturday. I don't expect him to do that again. But how they run those minutes is a key thing. And then Patrick Williams, who went played 21 minutes. Like, that's how they get more guards on the court, I guess. Um, I think he actually sucks as a player, to be honest. But when he's getting 33, 34 minutes a night, there is fantasy appeal through volume. I don't think he's anything more than a streamer. Now, we know that Garland is not likely to play. So that means Levert's an option for us here. Yes, he's a real chance of blowing up your percentages in a category league, but the increased usage and scoring and assists makes him worthwhile if you can deal with that. So that really helps him. And then Kevin Love, who was really, really good last game, played 34 minutes starting for Mobley. Is there a stream opportunity for him there if Mobley is out? If Mobley plays, it's probably nothing, but there is an opportunity here for Kevin Love to put up some better numbers. Spurs Nets. Nets are 13 and a half point favorites here. Joe Harris should return, but Devin Vassell is questionable. And Kata Bates' Diop is questionable. I don't think there's been any updates to that with Vassal, whose knee soreness continues to be annoying. He left the game against the Thunder last Tuesday and then missed Thursday's game and Saturday's game. My expectation is that he probably doesn't play, but I don't know that at this stage because yeah, the Spurs are honestly the team that is dicking around the injury report the most. What we want to watch for... Zohan now! Yeah, Jeremy Sohan. He's playing well. He's a 12-team league guy. Um, I still have some doubts about it holding. And last game without Vassell enabled him to boost his usage. But we're seeing too much of it for him to be avoided. Like, you can't ignore it. You should have added him probably a week ago. But I understand the skepticism because he hadn't been good for 11 weeks of the season. But here we are now, or 10 weeks of the season. Here we are now putting up good numbers. And then I want to watch Zach Collins, who in 20 minutes can be a borderline 12-team league player. But... The problem we have now is that Pirtle played 29 and 30 minutes the last two games. And that really does limit Zach Collins' upside. Um, and Pirtle's minutes restriction appears to be gone. So let's watch what Collins can do. But his 12-team value is done, I think. Um, Benny Simmons on the Nets is look been trash. He is sick, but he only played 19 minutes against the Hornets. Hopefully, he's back at full health and we get close to 30 minutes. But he's doing nothing. I don't think he's a drop, but he's a lot closer to it than I thought he would be. And then I also want to watch Tony Warren, who is getting good minutes. Played 31 last game, TJ, with Watanabe um, playing few minutes with Joe Harris out and with Simmons limited. What's Warren's actual role, though? If Joe Harris plays, if Simmons plays 29, is TJ a 22-minute guy, a 26-minute guy? Are there enough touches for him to be a 12-team league guy? Because he does need usage. I'm not sure there is. He's not a bad guy to have on your roster, but I don't think that it's the best one out there. Nuggets and Wolves is the next game. It is a back-to-back for Denver. Um, At the moment, they've got Jamal Murray listed as questionable for Sunday. So he's going to sit one of these games. Whether it's Sunday or Monday, we don't know. They've also got Aaron Gordon and Bruce Brown as probable for the game on Sunday. So we we expect them to play. Jeff Green is out. Colin Gillespie is out. Towns is out. Prince is out. And McLaughlin is out. 
for the Wolves. We're not going to focus on what we're watching for the Nuggets. Really, it's going to be Bones Highland if Murray is out. That's what we're really focusing on, Bones to get a big boost there. And that helps KCP and Bruce Brown, of course, also. On the Wolves side of things, well, it's the the town's replacements. It's Naz Reed who's been dropped in a lot of leagues for reasons I can't fully explain. And for Kyle Anderson, who played 34 minutes in his second game back from the five-game back injury absence. 34 minutes from Anderson's a 12-team league player. I think he's still fringe with the back stuff and the ups and downs in the minutes. But I think both of these guys, Kyle Anderson and Naz Reed, can be 12-team league players. And in fact, we saw 34 from Anderson and 24 from Reed last game. And that's probably enough for either of those guys or both of those guys to be 12-team league players. So let's watch the distribution, but also the production between those two players. Today's episode is also brought to you by Bilpa. Bilpa is a delicious treat, but you want treats without calories because we're all trying to look better, aren't we? We're getting outside, we're visiting people, we're hitting the gym. We don't want excess calories and sugar and fat. We want taste and we want high protein. We want low of those other things. And Bilpa has got it. Unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond, all covered in 100% real chocolate. These are healthy and they taste great. And now, instead of having to go to Built.com, which I've been telling you for years, go to Built.com, get your order, Built by Built Different. You know all that. You can actually get them at Walmart. Well, I can't because Walmart doesn't exist here, but you can get them at Walmart. You can get them at Sam's Club. In fact, you go to Walmart, they've got four bar boxes of cookies and cream, double chocolate and coconut puffs. You go to Sam's Club, you can run in and grab a 13 bar box, brownie batter and churro. Great flavors. So go to Walmart, go to Sam's Club or go to Built.com and order your boxes or just, just literally buy them off the shelf of Built Bar. Built Bar is built different. Mavs Rockets. The Mavericks are seven and a half point favorites here. Um, if you subscribe to the religious ideology of revenge games, we've got Christian Wood going up against his former team. We know Finney Smith's out, Kleber's out, Josh Green is out, and Jason Tate is out. JaVale McGee should be able to return. Not that he plays necessarily, but the big one there in Houston is the delicate dancer, Alperen Sengun. It's a delicate dance in just 17 steps. We missed last game for back pain. The two previous games he combined for only 39 minutes because, well, you know. So we've got to see what Sengun does now. If they do, if he is out, they will start Bruno Fernando and he will be bad. And then they'll give extra minutes to Ujman Garuba. And it also probably does help Tari preseason a little bit because they can push Jabari Smith over to center, giving Eason more of those minutes at the four. I want to watch Wood, who's... Block numbers have been up. He only had one last game. And interestingly, we're still not assured of 30 minutes for Chris. Because he played 20 minutes against the Rockets last time. He did have foul trouble there. But then he played just 29 minutes against the Spurs. That's coming off to 38 and 36-minute games. So starting doesn't guarantee big minutes. These are his seven or eight starts. 39-34, 27-28, 38-36, 21-29. Are we going to get big minutes from him here? I don't know. It doesn't matter. He's a 12-team league guy, but we'd love it to be 33-34 every night. Tim Hardaway is getting a ton of minutes, like pushing 37, 40 minutes a night at the moment. And that volume is probably enough to make it make sense. He'll have a night where he has 10 points on 27% shooting. Well, I think we're aware of that. But he can have 17 points on 40% with four threes just through volume alone. And that's probably enough to be important for you. I also do want to watch Jabari Smith Jr. He looked like he'd turned it around. And then the last week's been a bit rough for Smith. Just 20 minutes last game due to foul trouble. Hasn't hit 30 in three straight. I still do believe in him as a 12-team league player. But I hope this isn't a prolonged slump. I also want to watch KJ Martin, mainly just to see the KJ Martin, Eric Gordon, Tari Eason minutes. Martin is only a 12-team streamer when Gordon is out. But is like, I want to watch him to see, like, hey, if Gordon goes, 
Is he someone we do want to stash? Is he good enough as a 12-team league player? And at the moment, I don't think he is. I think he's like a fringe guy if he was able to get 30 minutes tonight. But let's see if something changes my mind. Pistons Blazers. The Blazers are nine and a half point favorites here. This is the final game of Killian Hayes' suspension. Isaiah Livers should be out. Gary Payton. Um, Gary Payton's injury is fine. Like he is healed from that. This is a ramp up slash conditioning slash mental hurdle that he's trying to get over. And I feel for him. Like a core injury is really bad, a significant one. So he's just having real trouble being able to trust his body. That's not a great sign. So we really don't know when Payton's going to be able to return. We hope that it's soon, but we, we just don't know. I don't think he's going to be a 10 or 12 or probably 14 team league guy, especially with this much of a delay. But we need to watch that. Winslow will be out. Little will be out. Yusuf Nurkic missed the last game. Um, we hope he's okay. While Keon Johnson is questionable with an illness, he missed last game too. We do want to watch in Detroit, Alec Burks. Alec Berg. Who with Hayes out is absolutely worth holding and streaming through at least this game. I also want to watch um, Jalen Duran. Yeah, look, it was bad last game for sure. It was foul trouble, and then the bench got them back into the game, so Casey stuck with them. And Duran played 14 minutes, but he played 35, 34, and 31 the three games before that. Don't make a reactive drop. Don't move on from Duran. Don't get so angry at Casey. Leave that to me. And just hold, and we'll get the minutes back up in this one. I'm pretty positive. For the Blazers, like deeper leagues, Drew Eubanks should be on your roster anyway, but there's a chance for a stream option here if Nurkic is out. Eubanks can block some shots. He can get some rebounds. He is useful when he does get that starting opportunity. So he's someone to watch. And then also, from more of a dynasty perspective, I want to watch Shaden Sharp, who has been extraordinarily empty in his fantasy game this season. Like, doesn't get assists, defensive stats. He scores. He's athletic. But he's been inefficient. Is he going to lose his role completely when Peyton returns? He has dropped off quite a bit, but I just want to have a like an eye on him. Yeah, I test him and see, like, what is the dynasty upside? I'm still believing in him, but... The stat profile has been a little bit rough for Shaden Sharp so far this season. The Hawks and the Warriors. It's the next game we take a look at. The Warriors are five-point favorites here. We know that Steph is out, but we're probably getting Andrew Wiggins back from his illness slash groin injury. Jermichael Green is dealing with, um, well, he had COVID as well, and now a leg injury, and Wiseman's dealing with an ankle injury. And then on the Hawks side of things, Clint Capella with that calf problem and DeAndre Hunter with an ankle sprain. They have both missed three consecutive games. I'd be pretty surprised if Capella plays here. I think Hunter's got a chance. So we want to watch Anyeka Okongwu, who's putting up some really big numbers. 43 minutes last game for Okongwu, 37 the game before that. We've just got to keep rolling with him. And even when Capella comes back, I think Capella will be limited at first. So we just keep going with Okongwu. I want to watch DeJounte Murray because... Last two games have been pretty good. One was without Trey Young, but the second one was better even with Trey back. 40 and 39 minutes is a lot of minutes, and I still fear a gigantic shakeup of this Hawks team. They've already shaken up, shook up, shook up their front office with um, Schlenk going and a whole bunch of other front office people going that probably slid under the radar, and I don't know what's going to happen with the coach. So we want to see if what happens with DeJounte and how he looks and what can happen with him in the future. On the Warriors side of things, we're going to get an opportunity to see the big ragu, Dante DiVincenzo, while Wiggins is back. I think he's worth holding and having for now, and we can assess to see what happens when Wiggins actually plays. But don't preemptively, or I wouldn't, preemptively drop Dante DiVincenzo. I also want to watch Jordan Poole, because most of Poole's games without Curry have been disappointing. Last game was good, but his inefficiency does hurt. The fact is he's getting big minutes, though, so that's great. But the assists have actually dropped without Curry there, and that is obviously a hit to his overall value. The Heat and the Clippers... The Clippers are five-point favorites. This is the last game of the day. Yurt 7 is out. Um, Jim Butler will return after resting last game. 
Caleb Martin is questionable. Deadman is questionable. And Nico Batum is questionable with an ankle sprain for the Clippers. I want to watch Victor Oladipo because he put together a really big game. He's been getting lots of steals, and that's valuable, obviously, in itself. Just getting those steals is really useful from Oladipo. But can he start to bring more and be more reliable? That I'm not sure about. I also want to watch Caleb Martin, but not to say that he's a 12-team league guy because he isn't. Just to see how the Haywood, Haywood Highsmith, the Caleb Martin minutes, the go small with Oladipo minutes, how they run that with Oladipo playing this role now. Can Struis push into Martin's minutes? Like, What does Martin's role look like and how does it impact others? And on the Clippers, Norman Powell, who I think needs 30 minutes a night. And if Batum is healthy, I don't think he gets there. Um, he's had a couple of good games and then struggled last game. It's all about efficiency and minutes for him. And let's see where he goes with that. And then Zubats, who played just really few minutes last game. We'd hoped he would have been able to get to 30 consistently, but he only played 27. But that was a blip because he played 30 plus in four straight games. Is he going to stick around 30 or is it 26? We need to watch that. For streaming on Monday for Category Leagues, again, it's 11 games. You may or may not be able to do it. Bones Highland, this is the assumption that Jamal Murray plays Sunday, sits Monday, but that could flip on its head. Bones becomes a good stream. Naz Reed is available. Look, add him. He's, he's a really good ad, I think. Aaron Neesmith's a good stream. Kyle Anderson. Andrew Nembhard, when you're looking for assists. DiVincenzo is available. Tony Warren for scoring. And Emmanuel Quickly. These are all really good stream options. Quickly, especially if Brunson is out. For deeper formats, you've got Drew Eubanks as a stream, Pat Beverly, Najee Marshall, Damian Lee, uh, KJ Martin, Jalen Noel, TJ McConnell, and Jock Landale. Streamers in points, we're looking at Tom Bryant. Don't know why he's still available in 40% of leagues. Bones Highland, Tim Hardaway, Naz Reed, quickly, Karis Levert. You can throw him on that category one as well. Um, Jeremy Sohan, he, he's a must roster player, I believe. And Landry Shamet probably should be grabbed as well. For the next four days... We've got two quality days, Tuesday and Thursday. So who are the guys to really benefit there? Well, there's four names I want to bring up, and it's from two teams, the Jazz and the Celtics. Walker Kessler and Malik Beasley, these are available in over 40% of leagues. They've got two games on low-volume days in the next four nights. You've got an 11-game Monday and a 12-game Wednesday. So getting the guys that play Tuesday, Thursday is a massive way to take advantage of a schedule. And then you've got the Celtics. So Derek White, Grant Williams. Now, if Malcolm Brogdon's there, he falls into that mix as well. But they're the guys that we're looking at to stream in to take advantage of this schedule. In terms of some other players who are available, Dan Gafford only got one low-volume day, but that's fine because you know Tuesday and Thursday, there's only like a, ham a handful of games. I think it's three and four. Three Tuesday, four Thursday. So you're getting at least someone who plays there and is going to be useful. Gafford's there. Tim Hardaway's there. The Bronco Jalen Williams is an option. And Bruce Brown is an option, getting the guys on the right days. In terms of those next four days, just in totality, there's only one team that plays three games, and that's the Houston Rockets. So Tari Eason getting those three games there, if he's available, maybe it's Bruno Fernando, but it probably isn't. But Eason's probably that guy, or KJ Martin, who can be streamed in just to get the three-game volume. In terms of the guys who are worth grabbing over the next four days that are, I think, top 100, so start really in any format, Tom Bryant, Naz Reed, Kyle Anderson, and Aaron Neesmith. I would grab them. Neesmith's borderline. I would grab them and start them, even if it's a high-volume day. And then the guys that benefit just through volume alone, like Tari Eason, Walker Kessler, DiVincenzo, and Trey Murphy. They're guys to have on your roster. They're borderline whether you plug them in on high-volume days, but just getting them in there with a little bit of volume over the next four days, I think is very, very important. And that will do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. And while you're here on YouTube, thumb it up and leave those comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Say ya. Uh...